Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Airway First, the podcast from the Children's Airway First Foundation. I'm your host, Rebecca St. James. My guest today is Raquel Norris, a nutritional therapy practitioner dedicated to helping her patients reclaim their well-being and vitality through transformative nutrition and lifestyle adjustments. Rocky is deeply passionate about the intricate relationship between oral health and gut health. Recognizing their individual significance and enhancing your overall quality of life. She's fascinated on how the condition of your gut can impact your oral health and, conversely, how your oral health can influence your gut. Her primary objective is in guiding patients towards achieving balance within their body, fostering holistic wellness from the oral cavity through the digestive system. Over the course of her 15-year career as a registered dental hygienist, she has witnessed firsthand the profound impact of gut and oral health on our overall well-being. She believes that while there is growing awareness about the importance of gut health and its influence on our vitality, not many people are aware of the crucial connection between oral health and the gut, or how indicators of health issues throughout the body can manifest in our oral health. You can find out more about Rocky at toothgut.com. And now let's jump into my interview with today's guest, Raquel Norris. All right. Thank you for being on the show today, Rocky. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Great. So I'm going to jump in and we'll just start from the beginning because it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the conversation. What was it that led you to become a dental hygienist? It's actually kind of a funny story. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I was in the military uh, prior. And um, when I was uh, stationed in Baghdad, Iraq, um, on our volunteer time, we, um, I volunteered with a dental medical team. Mm -hmm. And I started to help out the dentist there. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. I like this. This is actually helping people instead of, you know, what I did in the military, I was uh, like a military cop. And I, that wasn't the path I, I didn't want to go down now being around the war and understanding. I said, I wanted to help people. Right. So um, while I was stationed there, I looked into um, school and I was like, oh, I can be a dental hygienist. That's helping people get healthier mouths and preventing them from disease. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. So, and that's what I did. And you did that right when you came out of the military? So I didn't get out of the military until 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I got into school, like I got back from Baghdad in 2006. And then um, I got signed up into college in 2007 and then got into the program and did all that. So, yep. Nice. So then what was it that caused you to switch from, you know, the traditional role of dental hygienist into a more holistic nutritionist realm area facet? <laughs> um, well, I'd always been earthy crunchy. Um, so, you know, I would <laughs> like to think outside the box. Um, right. The military, you know, people knew that I didn't like to do certain things because um, I didn't want toxins or, um I just always wanted to do things differently because I'm like, well, if this is happening this way, I don't want that to happen. So let's mm-hmm. do it like our ancestors did. I don't know. I've always thought like that. Um, so then when I was in the modern day dentistry, mm-hmm. I started to notice my perio patients um, along with family members um, that would have really good hygiene. Um, you know, they brush, they floss, they come in every three months. Um, we reevaluate. Sometimes we would have to get deep cleanings, which is scaling and replaning. Um, and I noticed they were still coming back and uh, didn't understand why they were still having trouble honing in on this gum disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, there, there's, there has to be more of a root cause than just what we're doing. We're literally just putting a Band-Aid on something that's probably more systemic than what's actually going on. Um, So that made me think, and like I said, I had family members and I know their home care because I lived with one of them, which was my mother. Um, I knew her home care. Um, And 
But what I started to realize is, wait a minute, maybe it's not just their home care. There's another component that's a very big component that Mm -hmm. isn't talked about, and that's nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I started to really do my own research and understand, oh my gosh, these are just exposed bone talking about teeth. Right. Um, And if the exposed bone in our mouths aren't like healthy, then of course, how is the rest of the body going to be healthy if we can't keep that exposed bone? So then I got into, um, in 2020, I went back to school and uh, became a uh, nutritional therapist. All right. Then that makes complete sense. Um, So, and that kind of ties into why we're here, because I'm sure people are tuning in are like, why are we talking about this? This is not airway. This is not oh sleep apnea, but it is. It Hold is. on. It's all connected. <laughs> it Hold is. On. It's all connected. It is. It is. So let's, let's dig into this now. Now, now we're, you know, we've set the tone. So now let's really get into how oral health um, is connected to our, our gut health, which is to everything else. So, you know, how, how does it all relate? Well, we're not walking heads. So we have a whole body attached. And I think in, in society, we run around with dragging our bodies, right? Everywhere mm-hmm. we go. Um, <laughs> and even in modern day dentistry, um, which I love what I do. I love being a dental hygienist, but we seem to sever um, the neck down. Right. And- don't really correlate um, that there is a body attached to that mouth. Um, And I even tell my clients, you know, your number one nutrition that we always should be getting is oxygen. That's the number one key nutrition that you need. That's the one thing that's going to keep you alive. And if Mm -hmm. that airway is blocked, or if you're not breathing correctly, like your body needs you to, then of course, everything else is going to fall apart. Right. So, um, you know, how is the oral health connected to the gut? It's everything. Um, That is your second brain. Um, And honestly, I like to call it the first brain because it it even tells your brain what to do if um, you don't have everything in balance. If you have everything in balance, then of course your brain is one and then your, your stomach. But honestly, if your gut's in balance, that's what's telling your moods, um, the way you sleep, uh, your energy levels, um, the way your body functions and tells your brain, this is what's going to be happening because everything's all out of whack. So how does what we eat, you know, obviously specifically I'm looking for, how does what we eat impact not just our gut, but you know, our sleep, obviously our moods. I think we all know sugar got that one, but you know, what are the, some of the other ways? Um, so other ways that sleep, sorry, you broke up a little bit. So I, I'm sorry that that's all right. That the food, what we eat can impact our sleep. Yeah. It has everything to do with it because your number one goal, your body wants to do is maintain blood sugar. Right. So like you Mm -hmm. said, if it's spiking all over the place, if, if it always has to maintain your blood sugar, um, Mm -hmm. it's not going to make sure that, you know, you're sleeping properly. It's not going to make sure your adrenals are functioning properly, which the adrenals literally um, secrete hormones that um, make sure everything is kind of regulated um, mm-hmm. and your moods. Um, and then it's, it's, everything's going to become second. Um, na- it's going to be second nature. It's not going to be first nature. Um, so your foods definitely impact everything you do. Um, from eating processed foods to eating something from the earth. It just depends on what you're gravitating towards. And if you're gravitating towards more of the processed stuff, you're going to see a decline in your sleep, um, in your blood sugar levels, in your energy levels, um, to all the major organs, because your body or your gut can't process that and take the you know, nutritionally dense foods that you're supposed to have and absorb them. They're just going to flush them out or they're going to absorb them and they're going to keep them, you know, as toxin actually. Um, and that'll accumulate and again, get you off balance, um, and not be stable 
like the body wants you to, because the body always just wants to be balanced. Right. That's, homeostasis. Yeah. Right. Homeostasis from your mouth to your gut. To everything. Yeah. yeah. So kind of to that though, you're not just talking the dreaded happy meal processed food. I mean, there are other things and I know this is a mom because I've gone through this list and gone, oh, because we've all done it, but it's everyday things here. Have, have a juice pouch, have a thing of crackers. I mean, there's these little things that we're giving our kids every day thinking, no, no, it's healthy. It's okay. It's a juice pouch. Yes. Yes. Actually, that's just liquid candy, honestly. Yeah. Sugar. <laughs> It's just pure sugar, processed sugar. I'd rather see a kid eat an apple than have, um, you know, those liquid pouches. Um, even um, those veggie pouches, mm-hmm. they, they are good. They're better than that. But still, it's still um, the way that they're processed. It, it, it's like liquid candy. So it's yeah. the same thing. Um, and you got to be really careful as a parent, because I'm guilty of it too, um, thinking, oh, this is healthy, but you got to think of it in a long-term effect. Like what does it do to their blood sugar? Um, how does this actually get processed, you know, from their teeth to their mouth to their, down to their stomach? And are they able to, you know, let that funnel out properly? Does it back them up? Um, Cause that's a big thing too. If a child's mm-hmm. backed up, they're not going to sleep properly. They're going to toss mm-hmm. and turn. Um, there, and then it's going to cause all issues like ADHD or hyper, just very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, very hyper, um, right. Hyper mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and it, it definitely, uh, takes away their, their, uh, childhood, um, with just something simple as having an apple instead of a juice pack. Um, right. here and there, that's fine. Like you said, a happy right. meal here and there, that's fine. I, I give my kids happy meals too, just because I'm a holistic nutritionist, but, um, do I do it every week? No, no, no. So yeah, yep. it is, it's about balance. And this is the, I guess for this episode, this will be the time where I insert. Cause I do it every episode. Let's just hang that mom guilt up over here on the side. because. <laughs> yes. You don't know what you don't know. We're all doing the best we can. That's why we're sharing this information. So exactly. It's all good. So you mentioned that some of the foods, even the good ones, your body kind of hoards and it can turn into toxins. Yes. Can you explain, explain that a little bit. So everybody's bio-individual. So that just means that every person has their own individual way of processing foods Um, that we eat on a daily basis. Everybody Mm -hmm. thinks an apple's healthy, but it might not be healthy for you, Rebecca, but it's healthy for me because I know when I chew it thoroughly, um, Mm -hmm. you know, do the 20, 30 bites, then you swallow it. Um, Mm -hmm. I know my stomach's going to process it and it's going to go where it needs to. But if I'm not going to the bathroom or funneling, I like to call it funneling. I talk about stool a lot with my clients. I love that funneling. I've never heard that. Oh, I'm so using that. (laughs) Oh, take it, take it. Funneling. If you're funneling properly, like apples, I can't funnel. They back me up. So I can't have them. And and it's trial by error, but just watch your children, watch yourself and say, I know I can't process that. So don't have it every day. Um, So if they can process that or funnel that, then that food is good for them. So um, like we're even talking about McDonald's and I joke around, if you can process McDonald's and I'm talking like there's this, there's a stool chart and Mm. one goes to little pellets is number one. And then seven is like liquid, right? Um, We want an individual between three and four, right? Okay. Um, And that's usually like a sausage shape, soft and Um, solid, soft and solid. And you should have no problems going to the bathroom. Um, but if it's like that and you're having McDonald's, then I would say, okay, you can process that. I don't know how much nutrients you're getting out of that McDonald's food, but at least you can process that. Um, you're not bloating, you're not burping, you know, you don't have gas. Mm. Um, you know, those are signs and symptoms that your body can't process that food. If you don't have any of that, 
by all means, have the happy meal. I'd, I'm not going to judge you if you can process that. But if you're having bloating, you know, gas, burping, um, you have to run to the bathroom or you don't go to the bathroom for a couple of days, I would be more mindful of that because like I said, your body will hoard that as um, toxins. And when your body starts to hold on to those toxins, then your body's not going to properly uh, balance like it is. And it's going to overaccumulate with bacteria, fungus, um, more toxins, parasites. You have the whole gamma. So, oh, And it's these toxins and parasites that are causing or can cause a lot of the oral health problems. Yes. And I was just going to link that because most people, and I'm, I don't like hounding on modern dentistry, but modern dentistry, what I've been taught is that, you know, grinding and clenching is because you're stressed. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, okay. it's parasites. So yes. Um, post-nasal drip parasites. So, um, I had post-nasal drip, um, back in, well, my whole adult life, honestly. Um, and I thought it was because I'm from California and I moved to Massachusetts and I'm like, oh, you know, it's damper here. It's just how it is. And I've always had post-nasal drip. Um, then I started taking these supplements. Of course, I've changed my whole diet, uh, becoming, I would, like I said, I was earthy crunchy before, but like now I'm in the deep end. Right. right. Um, and I started taking these supplements and it's amazing what came out of my system. Um, I thought I was pretty healthy. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm um, kid you not for a year and a half, I have not had post-nasal drip. Wow. Yeah. And I'm an avid grinder too. So, and I used to blame it on the military, right. And being overseas, right. Right. Um, but I don't grind um, and I don't have post-nasal drip. It's amazing. That so, is amazing. That is yeah. wild. I'm a walking, you know, and I, and I had parasites and I didn't believe it. Like, right. Literally, I didn't believe it. And then when I started doing the protocol for it, I was like, this is mind blowing. And all my clients. This is that oral biome though, that we hear people talk about, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Those little suckers get everywhere. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. And you know, shout out by the way to Massachusetts. It is wicked awesome and has my heart as they say. So I saw that on there. Yeah. I think you moved to a great place. Let me just say. Yep. Um, All right. So you kind of touched on a little bit about modern dentistry and I'll just second it. We're not begging on that. That's not what we're saying. No. Um, But for so long, as with just traditional medicine in general, let's, you know, let's put a bandaid on it. Let's treat the symptoms. Why, Why aren't we going for, I mean, we have this knowledge it's out there. And there's people like you out there practicing it, sharing it. Why are we still band-aiding things? Why, why is this happening? I think a lot of people are starting to wake up, honestly, like listening to this, po- you know, your podcast and um, understanding that, wait a minute, there's more to the story or more than we see. I, I think um, it's definitely stirring people, um, but they still tend to do it in their own way because that's what they know. Um, and, but people are starting to question because and not dogging on even modern day um, medicine, but they're starting to question doctors like, wait a minute. So if I have to take this pill, what does this lead to? Why can't I just do this and that instead of taking just this pill? You know, mm-hmm. if I take this pill, then I'm going to have to take this pill and then this pill. And then it just leads. So they're right. starting to question. I've, I've definitely noticed. And even in dentistry, they're starting to question like, well, if I have to get scaling and root plane done, I'm going to have to do this the rest of my life for three months. Right. I can't get bone back. And they're like, yep, there's nothing you can do. And it kills me because I'm like, no, there is things you and people are starting to say, oh, my body can heal itself. And I think that's what people need, need to understand. Even with airway, you mm-hmm. can heal yourself 100 percent. And have your airway expand, even in, I don't know the research or, or and I don't want to quote it, but it can be less than, you know, a couple of years, right? Somebody that has blocked airway, um, they can see a, a big, big, uh, uh, what's the word? Comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An improvement than, than when they used to um, or how they used to breathe. 
Um, it's incredible what the body can do once you start understanding um, or being aware of what you need to correct to do it. It's just because we've been taught a certain way and we're like, oh, this is the way. Like people think, right. oh, I've been breathing my whole life. I know how to breathe. Yeah. No, we didn't. No, no. no we don't. <laughs> And I'm one of those people. I wasn't a mouth breather, but after talking to Patrick McEwen, I was like, oh, oh, I'm doing it all wrong. Oh, (laughs) you know, and I have spent months practicing the breathing and making sure my tongue is all the way up and. And humming. Yeah. Yeah, Humming. Humming is huge. Huge. Yeah. No idea. Yep. No, nobody does. And that's. Yeah. Yeah, We're starting to like. Yes. Yes. So as, as we're talking about things like airway. Um, specifically, what are some of the things that we could do to help it? I mean, obviously I, I know for some people, inflammation can impact it, right? Cause it's gonna, it's gonna tighten things. I mean, I'm not talking about the high arch palates here. I'm talking about some of the other things that I know we can control, you know, as a mom and you're looking at your child that has, like you said, the constant running nose maybe, or, um, severe allergies, and we're having, which translates into sleeping issues. What are some, where, where can you start as a mom? What are some of the foods I'm supposed to look at it, maybe from inflammation or something else? I always, and I don't want to dog on it, but I always look at dairy first. Oh, our dairy in the country, yeah, our dairy yeah. in this country has been turned upside down. Yeah. Uh, it's not the dairy that your great, great grandmother grew up on. Um, and I see signs and it kills me and it's like, drink your milk. I'm like, no, don't do that. Um, because it literally will fill your system with pus. It's like mm. crazy toxins. What about like um, almond milk or coconut milk or things like that? So that's the alternative. And those are great. Um, I personally use almond milk. Um, I love coconut milk too, to make certain dishes, but I always tell my clients and anybody read the ingredients. If you can't pronounce the name and you can't actually make it in your kitchen, do not use it. Mm. Because that means your body can't process it. Uh, like it usually that. means it's man-made. Um, and stuff that's man-made, your body can't process. I, you know, even like we talked about McDonald's and stuff like that, your body, it's nutritionally not dense food. Your body can't absorb it. So over time, if you're not having that dense food, your body's just going to break down. Um, if you're giving it the, the dense food that it needs, your body will actually thrive and serve and won't survive. It'll actually thrive and heal itself. And you'll see it over and over again. Um, but with that being said, um, dairy is the number one thing I always go to most okay. people that have, especially children, um, I've noticed they, um, when they have really high, um, dairy in their system, um, they usually have allergies, asthma, um, upper respiratory, um, and skin conditions. Um, that's what I've noticed. Skin condition. Okay. Like, um, like eczema or eczema. yeah, they, really? yep. Yeah. Or that, you know, that like chicken skin that the kids mm-hmm. get. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Yep. So, wow. so start yeah. with dairy. Yep. Yep. And if you're going to have dairy, um, raw, because we still need dairy. What do you mean raw? Thinking? Raw. So raw milk, raw cheese. Um, you get it from your local farmers. Um, another thing, oh. being a holistic, you know, nutritionist, I say you need to know your community. And that means the farmers in your community. Um, once you get to know the farmers, you get to know how they feed them, um, how they're raising them, um, and where you can pick up you know, your meats, your vegetables, your fruits, and your milk, just like what your great, great grandmother did. She didn't go to Costco or, you know, I don't know what stores you have, but like, you know, <laughs> right. she didn't go to the store to get stuff and, you know, get, they got it from the backyard and then they got it from their farmers. Um, yeah. you no stocking shop. No, exactly. No stocking <laughs> shop. Exactly. Exactly. Um, because another thing that people forget is when you literally eat from where you live, you're mm. getting the microorganisms that your body needs. You're not getting them from Mexico. You're not getting them from Texas. You're not getting them from Canada. Mm. That's where some of our food is from, our 
you know, California, I live in Massachusetts. How is that going to help my microbiome if I live in Massachusetts, if I'm eating, you know, blueberries from California? Mm, they that's have, a good point. Yeah, they have different microorganisms than they do down the street where I should be eating. Just like you should have right. the raw honey in your town because that helps with all the allergies that you have because those bees pollinate from these I was about to say it's the bee thing, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. I've always heard get your honey from wherever you live and you take a you know a tablespoon every day and it'll help with your allergies. Exactly. Yep. Yep. It's oh. the same concept. I did not realize that that it translated to everything. Yep. It translates to everything from your meats to wow. your vegetables to your fruits to your dairy. So get to know your local farmers. Um, and that keeps them in business, of course, too. But, sure. you know, it's, it's kind of a share and take thing, you know, um, they share with you, you take and then you're helping them. Um, it's, it's very important and it's and it's key, especially from oral to gut. Um, I suddenly feel like going to my farmer's market this weekend. <laughs> Please do. They'll appreciate it. And it'll be good for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm horrible. I never go. Uh. Yeah. listening to Airway First with today's guest, Raquel Norris. You can find out more about the Children's Airway First Foundation and our mission to fix before six on our website at childrensairwayfirst.org. The CAF website offers tons of great resources for parents and medical professionals, including videos, blogs, recommended reading lists, comprehensive medical research, podcasts, and so much more. Parents are encouraged to join the Airway Huddle, our Facebook support group, which was created for parents of children with airway and sleep-related issues. You can access the Airway Huddle support group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Airway Huddle. Are you a medical professional or parent that's interested in being a guest on the show? Or perhaps you have an idea for an upcoming episode? Then shoot us a note via the contacts page on our website or... Send us an email directly at info at childrensairwayfirst.org. As a reminder, this podcast and the opinions expressed here are not a medical diagnosis. If you suspect your child might have an airway issue, contact your pediatric airway dentist or pediatrician. And now, let's jump back into my interview with today's guest, Raquel Norris. Um, so, and, and again, you kind of touched on it. This is, you're making this very easy for me um, because how can this, this holistic nutrition then actually heal something like gum disease? Cause even kids have it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see gingivitis all the time. Like it's crazy. Um, even in young kids mouths, but um, it's inflammation. That's all it is. Okay. And so your mouth is literally just like your body talks to you, your mouth can talk to you. Your teeth can tell you what's going on. Um, and you know, in like Chinese medicine, they um, each tooth is connected to um, a system. So, or like, you know, your wisdom teeth are connected to your heart. What do we do in this country? We extract we wisdom. Take them out. And then what yeah. do we, what's the number one killer in America? Heart disease. Wow. So your teeth tell stories um, and your gums do too. And when they're inflamed, that means that your bacteria in your gut is inflamed too. Mm. So okay. what we got to do is cut down on that inflammation. We have to get nitty gritty and see what you're eating, um, what's causing that inflammation, going right back to that foundation. What can you digest? Um you know, and like I said, I, the first thing I do is pretty much dairy. And then of course, gluten, because the gluten here in the States isn't, is totally different than in other countries. Um, I've had clients, you know, come with me on a protocol and then they go to Spain and are 
Europe. And they're like, it's like I was healed. But their their restrictions for food is totally different than ours. We have such a low standard and they have a higher standard. It's incredible. Just night and day. Yeah, yeah. So you can have, it's so clear. It's just wow, crazy. It's sad. It really, really is. I feel like we're in a war. (laughs) Yeah. With food. Well, yeah. And as a, a, a carb addict, I'll admit it. That's, that's kind of a, that's a hard one. Oh yeah. I love my carbs too. No, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's just, um, you gotta, I would be mindful of like, where's that carb coming from? That's where, you know, is it from the ground? If it's from the ground, go at it, you know, but if it's processed, that's where I'd be a little, because there's higher sugar. Your body's trying to maintain balance, right? With your glucose. Right. If you're eating a ton of sugar, um, it's doing that roller coaster thing and it's hard to keep up with. So, so. in this case, um, comparing something like I'm a baker. So comparing something like, you know, your regular bread flour to like an almond flour or a potato flour, is it better to go this way? Or are they they just as bad because they're processed and they, you know, that's how they got into my kitchen? Um, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> um, because like I said, our flour in the States is different than the flour that you would get in France, right? Okay. Um, it's just how we process it um, and how we get it into that bag. Um, I would lean more towards the almond and like potato or cassava flour or any mm-hmm. of that because it's lower um, glycemic index mm-hmm. um, than the standard wheat flour because gotcha. that'll spike it right up. And what gluten does is it mimics um, your T3 cells or um, the proteins in your thyroid. So that's why a lot of people that have um, Hashimoto's can't have gluten because it literally is mimicking those T cells. Um, or the protein in, in your thyroid. So it, it over accumulates. And then that's why um, their thyroid gland is so off um, mm. or off balance. So that's why people can't have gluten. Okay. So you're kind of mindful of that. And so then as, as a mom, I mean, okay, now we've established farmer's market. Good. Stop and shop. Selective. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> What about some of the more holistic stores? I mean, not to name drop here, but we're talking like Whole Foods or Fresh Time or whatever you've got in your area. What about these kind of places? I So especially living in Massachusetts, you know, it gets cold here. Um, so yeah, I definitely, you know, Trader Joe's and like Whole Foods and then I get frozen, um, even though they're coming from, California or Mexico or Florida or whatever. Um, and I freeze them. Um, and I have to use them in the winter time. Um, I don't, you know, have pineapple in the middle of January because that's not seasonal. Uh, and it's not going to help anything internally because my body's not, uh, accustomed to that. If I lived in Hawaii all year round, of course I could have a pineapple and my body would love that. Um, I think we have an overabundance of we can get whatever we want when we want it. Um, you got to think primal. So back even, mm-hmm. you know, hundred, 200 years, you know, you couldn't find a pineapple in the middle of Massachusetts, right. you know, in the middle of winter, you know, it's, it's going to be more um, squash, potatoes, that kind of thing, corn. Um, that, and that's what they ate accumulation of, um, in the winter time. So I kind of, my comfort foods, which are, you know, potatoes and, and sweet potatoes and all that. So I have more of those in the winter time and then less, you know, the summery foods, like the blueberries, the strawberries. Um, and we go, my kids love that stuff in the summertime. Not to say that we don't have those in the winter time, because I have frozen, you know, strawberries and blueberries, but we don't go as much. Right. We, you know, right. you, lim- you limit it. So I like your explanation of thinking primal too. It does. It makes it, it's to me, that's easier than seasonal because yeah. seasonal is kind of, especially with everything all mess. I mean, you know, living up North, it, it snows in May. So seasonal does not help me. So 
but I like primal. I like primal. that and, and yeah. stick more with, with farmers. I like that. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So why then? Well, I mean, I guess I kind of already know this going back to the basics of nutrients, this nutrient dense food. Um, how do we do this basically to jumpstart our health and, and our kids, right? So you want to get them now while they're young, let's set the precedent and give them the optimal health span. Cause that's really what we're trying to do. How do we do this? You want to incorporate them in the kitchen. Um, you want them to help out with dinner, with breakfast. Um, and I know we're always on the go. I get it. As as moms are always just like, we got to do this, this, and this, and this. But I think we need to slow down. Our kids are very present. We're not very present sometimes mm-hmm. as moms. Um, yeah. but, and it's so easy just to be like, no, I'm going to get this done. It's going to be done in 30 minutes and then dinner's on the table. But if we actually incorporate our children, um, they see how we're making the food and it's very basic. Like I was telling primal stuff is very basic. It, it doesn't have to be this fancy thing. It's just like one of the favorite things that my kids like to make with me is shepherd's pie. And mm-hmm. that's something that we have in the wintertime. Now, mind you, it's not an actual pie. I use potatoes. Right. But um, it's very basic. Um, and we do mashed potatoes on top with vegetables on bottom. I even sneak in like Brussels sprouts. They don't know. They still eat oh. it. So, um, and I incorporate, you know, they do the potatoes with me and they cut them and then they put them in. Um, getting our kids invested in how to prepare foods. I think um, as a society, we've moved away from that because we want everything on the go. And we don't, we don't do that anymore. Um, so that really shows our kids like, oh, mom's doing this. So I should be doing this to, to make my body healthy. Um, they, they actually can value that growing up so that they start doing it with their kids. And like that can be passed down because generationally, I think we've, we've missed that. I I think you're right. I have such amazing memories of my grandmother and cooking with her and my great grandmother and just the smells and just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. We are, we're too, we're too busy. How are you going to do it? We don't have to, Oh, it's six already. Let's just go pick something up. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't, and that doesn't help. So you've heard of the sympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. and the parasympathetic, right? right. So the, the sympathetic is your stress and like, you know, survival mode. And then the parasympathetic is relaxed and uh, relax and digest. And for kids um, and us adults, like I said, we don't relax enough anymore. We're always going. And that's, you know, the, the fight and flight, you know, or the, yeah. the survive and go. Um, and when we're about to eat, if you're not in that parasympathetic state, you're not going to digest anything. So um, even though you do the 20 bites and you swallow, you're still on the go and your body hasn't adjusted yet. So when you're preparing foods, you're actually going into that parasympathetic state and you're not in the sympathetic, you know, the stress state or the the go state, you're in the digest and relaxed state. Okay. that's why preparing it gets, it literally starts of course in your brain, but then it gets your saliva going. Cause you can, like you were saying about your grandmother's smells, you mm-hmm. can smell it. It gets your saliva going. So it's flowing and you're like, Oh, that's going to smell so good. And then you start thinking about that and you start savoring and then it gets the, the esophagus going and then your stomach starts to turn and it is getting ready to eat when you're like, Oh my gosh, it's six o'clock and you're going to, you know, McDonald's. It's not preparing you. Right. You're still in that go. It, your saliva hasn't gone. You know, you haven't started to think about it and you're not relaxing in it and your body's not ready for processing because it thinks you're in survival mode. So it shuts down everything. So, so it just pushes the food. It through. Just it's not pushes really... the, yeah. And you have no nutritional value in that at all. Aces. That's awesome. So, okay. So let's, let's kind of shift gears then and think as a parent, you know, you're going to have soccer practice and baseball practice and and rugby and whatever else. So what are some things we can do to prepare? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about, all right, what if I dehydrated apples? There's a great snack. Let's throw it and go. I mean, it doesn't make a difference if we do things like that. If we, 
you want to give them the occasional cookie or something after school, something sweet. What if I make it at home versus buying it in the store? I mean, are these kind of changes, will they make enough of an impact? Is a great place to start? Is it just, if you're not doing everything, it doesn't work? No, I think you just hit something big. Yes. <laughs> so it does. It makes a huge impact um, okay. from, you know, your kids' moods to how they interact, um, to how they sleep, um, to, um, you know, their whole body developing to their nervous system. Um, because if you're giving um, a cookie that you bought from, I don't know, the local uh, bakery, um, you don't know what kind of ingredients there are. So there can be chemicals in it. There can be dyes, there can be, um, hydrogenated oils, um, all of that. And then if you're making the cookie, first of all, you're putting your energy into it. And so you put that love into that cookie, right? Um, they can feel that just like you, you've smelled your grandmother's cooking. It's the same thing. It's it, these are grandma's cookies. Well, these are mom's cookies. And then on top of it, you know exactly what ingredients are in there. So if it's chocolate chips, which are, you know, just chocolate, sugar, and vanilla, um, abstract, um, and then whatever flour, just basic flour, um, sugar, butter, that's it. That is much better than what you bought down on the bakery. So um, doing these little, little things are huge um, impact on, on your kids uh, growing uh, value from, like I said, from their moods to their um, nervous system, to their, um, their oral health. Um, and then we're always to drinking a lot of uh, beverages that probably shouldn't go in our bodies. Um, even I've seen young children drinking Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks. Don't um, hit me with my dunks. That that one hurts. There's just, you can't take and that's okay. I'm not saying because I love my Starbucks, but, um, but, but I'm saying like, you know, they get these Frappuccinos. Yeah. And if you only knew what was in them. Or the um, energy drinks. Oh, the energy. Oh, Oh, right now, what they do on TikTok, like, you know, because mm -hmm. I got kids too, and they love those TikToks that show them about prime energy drinks. And like, I'm like, what are in these? So um, just shifting and being like, drink water. <laughs> or I know it's not flavored, but drink water. Or um, if you are going to have some type of energy drink, can you please drink water afterwards just to rinse your mouth out to get that balance back in? Um, mm. It's a lot of sugar. Um Honestly, I guess what I'm getting to is there's a lot of sugar that we can't account for. A lot of ingredients have sugar. It's going to spike everything. Um, but if you're making, you know, let's say sandwiches and, and on the go when you have practices after school, um, it's much better than picking up McDonald's or um, pizza, let's say for okay. that, um, because you know what's actually in that. Um, and it's easier on your wallet too, because that stuff's starting to add up. It does. It's good. Happy meals are just, they're not happy anymore. They're expensive. It is. So, and, and, I, and I heard something, um, I think it was yesterday on the news and it kind of startled me. So I'll, I'll bring it up here going into this holiday weekend. Um, because, you know, they're talking about right now, you know, uh, the East coast and in the North, we're getting hammered with all the smoke from Canada. And they're talking about all the, you know, migraines, summer migraines, and it's making this worse and our allergies are worse and blah, 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 blah. And oh, by the way, if you're going to be outside grilling for 4th of July and you're sensitive to smoke, stay away from the hot dogs. And because something's in them. And I thought, okay, first of all, I'm not a big hot dog person anyway, but kids are. Yeah. Ooh, uh, okay. Aside from the fact that it's just hot dogs are gross. I'll just leave it at that. Um, kids love them. And as a mom, when mine were little, we hot dogged it up. Mm -hmm. but now I'm hearing, is it titrate? There's something in hot dogs now that. Yeah. The nitrates. Nitrates. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it's a preservative and like additive and preservatives. I mean, they throw anything that they don't want in their factory into hot dogs. So, I mean, I've never been into a hot dog factory. This is what I've been, <laughs> but literally that's what has been taught to me. Um, honestly, um, my kid's father's 
it would be his uncle. He passed away when he was four. Um, and it's because he choked on a hot dog. They thought it was because he choked on a hot dog. Personally, I think it's because he was allergic to the nitrates in the hot dog. So then his airway blows because he had anaphylactic shock and he passed okay. away. Oh. Uh, but this was back in like the sixties or the fifties. So when hot dogs were really big. Right. So, right. Uh, and, and I've heard numerous times that people will choke on hot dogs. And I think it's not because um, it's too big or it gets trapped in your airway. I think it's the nitrates or the preservatives and the additives that they add in there closes your airway and you get a food allergy, honestly. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's interesting that they're saying stay away from the hot dogs on top of what are you using on that grill? <laughs> so, Right. Yeah. What, what's what's causing it to become alive? Um, and that makes you say, don't eat the hot dogs. You know, that that'd be like, why would I eat it if it wasn't grilled? You know, because you can't eat hot dogs. They say it's safe to eat hot dogs that aren't grilled because they're already. Really? Yeah, because they're already. Um, What's the word? Um, they're cooked. basically cooked. Yeah. 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 They're basically cooked. So you can eat them. Hmm. So, so maybe this holiday weekend, we prepare our food inside and we just eat outside. Yeah. I, That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that it has been pretty drastic. Uh, what's coming down from Canada. I know a lot of people are having a hard time breathing. Um, it definitely has picked up um, the uh, allergies that everybody's had. And it's funny because this cough, I don't know if you've had other listeners, but they seem to have a dwindling cough um, that hasn't gone away. So yeah. me and my thing would say, or me and my, what I believe in the supplements, but um, it's just parasites. Honestly, we're so inundated with so many toxins that our body's accumulated that it doesn't know what else to do. And so it shows up in different symptoms now. So like the coughing or having like um, uh, the post-nasal drip, to grinding, to um, all these different uh, nerve it like uh, nerve endings too, and people are getting like little zings. Um, so it's it it links back to parasites, or not just parasites. I shouldn't just say that, but any toxins that have accumulated in your body. So, yep. Flush them out. Water, 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 oh. water. On a binder. I always tell people binders. So um, I don't care what supplement you take, but a binder. And what I mean by binder, it's not like um, fiber. I'm talking, um, it's a binder that um, clears out toxins um, in your body. So okay. um, yeah. Um, so there's different herbs, like the, the ones that I use, use different herbs that will literally, it's like a sponge and it cleans out your, uh, from your oral cavity. Cause I have my patients swish it around in their mouth, especially if they have gum disease. Um, and they swish it around and then you swallow it. And it's literally like taking the scum out of your intestines and then flushing it out. Oh, wow. So, yeah. It takes all the, whatever you got fungus, um, you know, from radiation to um, any type of poison or any type of toxin that you have in your body, uh, bacteria. Um, I can't even name, there's so many that you could name, but um, wow. it takes a lot, a lot out of there. Uh -huh. are, are these things we could make ourselves or are these things we would get at the at store? Yeah. Yeah. You can get them any Amazon. Um, you can get them not, you know, like we were talking whole foods. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, yeah. You can get them off the internet. So a binder, a binder. Wow. Yep. We checking that out. Yep. Awesome. Oh, well, so at the end of every episode, I always like to hand the floor back to the guest and so that you have the final word. Um, and it can be anything you think we didn't cover, anything you would like to emphasize or just, you know, something you'd like to leave parents with. Um, I always do like the 1% rule because like you were saying in the beginning with the, the guilt, yeah. uh, you got like parents, you're rocking it, like literally rocking it. Um, and just remember, like you are there, there for your kids a hundred percent. I know it. Um, so don't try to do 
120%. Just do that 1% and that'll be it. So even if it's, you know, instead of having the cookies from the store and making homemade cookies, that's the 1%. Or, you know, making sure um, when you check on your kid at night, make sure that their, you know, their mouth is closed while they're breathing um, or while they're sleeping, not breathing. Um, Or, you know, making sure that they, you know, can help you cook maybe once a week. Just that 1% that I love the 1% rule because I think we're hard on ourselves as parents. <laughs> oh, I think so. I absolutely think so. Thank you so much for being on Rocky. This was amazing information. Thank you so much for sharing. No, thank you for having me. It was great to be on here. Absolutely. Thanks again to today's guest, Raquel Norris, for sharing her medical insight and to each of you for listening to today's episode. If you're new to our podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review or comment telling us about what you enjoyed most. You can stay connected with the Children's Airway First Foundation by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Parents can also join us via our Facebook support group, The Airway Huddle, at facebook.com backslash groups backslash airway huddle. Looking for more from CAF? Then check out our YouTube channel. You can find a variety of informative original video content pieces, as well as the video recordings and excerpts from selected Airway First podcast episodes. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for an upcoming episode, shoot us a note via the contacts page on our website or send us an email directly at info at childrensairwayfirst.org. And finally, thanks to all the parents and medical professionals out there that are working to help make the lives of kids around the globe just a little bit better. Take care, stay safe, and happy breathing, everyone.